Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 379. On this episode, we've got some renewal news, and then we'll be talking about the series premiere of Mr. Mercedes, the series finale of Orphan Black, and then recent episodes of Hooten and the Lady and Game of Thrones. Plus, we've got some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 379. I'm Jason the TVholic from tvholic.com. I'm Kyle Nolan from net. And I'm Ray. I'm actually technically from rayleigh.com, but it's only been a month and I'm already not up to date. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see pictures, so there you go. <laughs> uh, that's great. <laughs> you got you got the block back up and running, and then. Uh, I don't really it. have. I mean, I guess I have technically a blog because I have like a thoughts area, but it's only vaguely a blog. <laughs> <laughs> the site is mostly so that I could put photos up and stuff like that. So. What would that be? A plog? <sighs> a photo Blog-ish? blog? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, like a. Well, I was trying to go like really short, like vlog. Pog. People just yeah. call it a tumble. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, you can see uh, what Ray likes to take pictures of. Wow, that sounded <laughs> that sounded really bad. You're gonna be disappointed. <laughs> uh, all right, and on that note, we'll move on to the news. Uh, first up, Fox has renewed Love Connection for a second season. So apparently, there was one. FX has renewed Snowfall for a second season, which I've, I I liked the first episode, but then too much stuff. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I ever watched beyond the first episode. I have them all sitting on my TV, though. I've yet to. Yeah, I, I, I even wonder, like, would I ever even have gotten to the first episode had it not been the opening night at ATX? <laughs> HBO has renewed Ballers. For a fourth season and insecure for a third. I have yet to see either of those. I can't believe Ballers are here on the fourth season. Yeah, it just <laughs> I don't know. Ballers never clicked for me. Uh, insecure is good, but I just I don't know. Never never watched past the first uh, few few episodes. Then the uh, well, the one cancellation uh, thing on the list is not just well. None of the shows necessarily are getting canceled, but NBC Universal is uh, planning on shutting down their comedy streaming service, CISO. So sometime before the end of the year, that's going to go away. And most of the shows on it will end up in other places. <laughs> yet to in other places that will, that will be shut down <laughs> shortly afterwards. Uh, There's just way too many of these streaming services. They've got to start imploding because no one's no, going to be. They're all starting. They're all starting more. There's going to be, you know, FX is going to have their own. AMC is going to have their own. Uh, so you can, you can a la carte to your heart's content on the uh, streaming services. If you don't have cable, like, uh, like Ray, <laughs> then uh, you'll be back up over your cable bill. <laughs> no time. <clears throat> well, you can shuffle things around, you know, like you you're a you're a Walking Dead fan, so you you sign up for the AMC whatever they're calling it uh for the couple months that that that's on and you watch it. Yeah, the real care will be when they stop letting you do the month to month. You know, and then you then you cancel it and then you start up your FX because something on, you know, cuz Legion came back or something or uh, and uh, although that gets to be a giant hassle too, just trying to remember like what things. Okay, this show's over. Is there anything else on this that I'm watching right now? No, cancel. Uh, At that point, you're almost better off just buying the individual <laughs> shows <laughs> and on like iTunes or something, and just pay for them that way rather than dealing with these. Yeah, so I guess you don't get it pseudo live though. Yeah, because they're at least on the you know the, on the FX and AMC ones, they're going to be uh, as the show starts airing on the East Coast, it'll be available uh, on the streaming service, and it'll be commercial free on the streaming service. Uh, so you can just tune in and 
watch it on that. Uh, or I could just delay 15 minutes and watch it on my TiVo commercial free when I start the episode. Well, that's true. But if you don't have cable and you want to watch, you know, Better Call Saul or Walking Dead or something like that when it comes back, then uh, here's your this th- that will be your opportunity to do so. And then also have access to, you know, back episodes of other shows that they that they have. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. <clears throat> I with the CISO thing cut, shutting down. I was surprised that it what didn't come like concurrently with like NBC Universal <laughs> like uh, doing their own, you know, like CBS All Access or you know, what FX is doing or, you know, things like that where, and then a lot of the shows that are on this would have just gone to that along with the NBC shows and everything else. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, so many streaming services. This is, but this is the world in which people were clamoring for, for all this time was to be able to get just the channels they want and, now you're going to be able to here pretty soon because they're all going to have their own streaming service that you can buy whenever you want. So, Next up, speaking of streaming services, Netflix has renewed Glow for a second season, uh, but also canceled Gypsy after one. So that was the uh, – I guess there was another piece of cancellation news uh, on the list. Uh, never watched Gypsy, so don't know. Whether that was a good part of the problem. That's right. Uh, I I never watched it either. I don't even know what it is. But I liked what I watched so far of Glow, and uh, so glad that's going to be back for a second season. I'm sure I'll watch the second season once I finally finish the first one. I finished the first season. That one I'm looking forward to seeing more of. And then uh, Own has renewed Greenleaf for a third season. So that will be back uh, for another one. And then also getting a third season, USA Network has renewed Queen of the South uh, for said third season. And then also apparently are really big fans of uh, Crisley as they've expanded Crisley Knows Best. Uh, this uh, The fifth season that's playing now or whenever it's playing uh, by another 18 episodes and then also renewed it for a sixth season uh, and then are going to be doing some after show called according to Crisley that will be on or at least eight times at some point in case you just can't get enough of him. Knowing I'll best, probably, you can I've been watching that. the show. I've been watching the show since the beginning. So I will probably end up watching that. I just can't look away. It's like one of those train wrecks. It's train, wreck, that... it's train wreck TV. Is that the... <laughs> uh, it, it is amazing so, when I watch it is, it feels so staged and fake most of the time, but it's entertaining to watch. It's not it's not like as trashy as like some of the other reality shows. It's just it definitely feels manufactured at times. All right, so that's uh well that's that's uh, mo- that's all of the news. I guess the other thing I didn't put it on the list, but the other thing that was announced uh, today or I guess this morning was that uh Shonda Rhimes is signed an overall deal with Netflix and is leaving the ABC uh, as uh, you know producing shows mostly for them so that'll be that's kind of interesting huh. since they you know they have a lot of shows from her on their network they will continue well, to have well, those ABC shows. too yeah I don't know they will continue to have those shows but they're not going to have Grey's Anatomy will never get canceled at this point like they'll never give it up well, they are doing the spinoff, so that's uh, I guess that's their hope of filling the uh, the scandal <laughs> the time slot or something. I don't know. Uh, but yet, kind of interesting. Although, also kind of interesting, apparently, that Netflix is $20 billion in debt. So, you know, uh, look for your Netflix bill to be going up at some point. <laughs> or them to slow down at some point. Which is why you're getting some of these things, like, uh, finally, like, Gypsy and things like that, that uh, any of these borderline things, they're not just continuing to do them to fill to fill content slots. They're 
they're dropping them and going with other stuff. Well, it's ridiculous when they like release, hey, we released these four shows this weekend. It's like you don't need to release four shows in a weekend. People cannot keep up with that. Like just release one show, like 52 shows max, one a week <laughs> and figure it out. Yeah, and they should be seven episode shows so that you can watch it by the one a day by the time the next one drops. Uh, all right, so that's the news. Move on to the uh, primetime segment. First up, uh, Mr. Mercedes, season one, episode one, the pilot, uh, series premiere. And uh, Ray hasn't watched, but Kyle and I have. Kyle's actually watched. How many of you watched? Still, I saw the first four episodes. I just rewatched the first one to make sure I knew what What uh, (laughs) which what was actually in the first in the first episode. What'd you What'd you think, Kyle? I remember thinking I thought it was a bit slow the first time around, but rewatching it, I actually really enjoyed it. This uh, the second time, like it, it, um, like I would say, I'm definitely sold on the show by the fourth episode. So I like it. Definitely gets creepier and. Uh, I, I really liked how it opens. Not that it's a fun, good thing, <laughs> but I, I think they they really build up the suspense. Like you don't know what's happening, and then like this big event happens, and then um, and then we cut to like two years later, and we're trying to we're picking up with all the characters and learning uh, like where this cop is now and how this case has affected him and. Um, I, I, I like I, I do like a lot of the side characters like there's the um, the neighbor who like wants to like fix him but also like she's like showing him naked pictures of herself like just throwing herself at him like uh, and then uh, he's got like the the neighborhood kid who's the guy who's gonna like try to help him figure out what's going on with this with this case um, and then the uh what's his name uh brady like the guy who works at the electronics store um and his uh co-worker there i I like the the relationship between those two um wouldn't see too much of it yet in this first episode but they're like the at the failing best buy type of store and commiserating with their horrible boss and uh and so i there i like that relationship and then we're gonna see how uh this dual life and and they, like I really like how the episode ends with like you you know that he's the one that's uh, that's harassing uh, what's his name uh, the cop there uh, he's the one that's harassing him and like he's given like this evil smile like he's enjoying seeing him squirm and and what he's been doing to taunt him about the the Mercedes killer. But I think it does. It sets up the uh, the story nicely in the first episode, and I, I really want to see more of it. The problem is, it's on this channel that's not available on any individual streaming service. You need to subscribe to Directv if you want to if you want to watch it. They don't have Audience Network on. It's on... also on AT and T Uverse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The... yeah the, so if you have that as your cable. Uh, you can get to to it as well, but yeah, it's one of those. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, well, slightly differently, but kind of like uh, you know, Get Shorty that just started on Epics, and Epics is only on certain uh, cable outlets, so it's like. But I think you can can you subscribe to you can watch that online though the Epics. I, I think you can subscribe online to watch it where you can get Direct TV now, might be able but. To. But you're paying for an entire DirecTV package on DirecTV now. There's no way to just get <laughs> the audience network for like 15 bucks. You got to pay 40 bucks. Yeah. So, so that's the that's the downside of it. But it is, uh, I mean, that's the downside of some of these things is that uh, you come across something that's good, but then you're like, I don't have access to <laughs> that thing. Uh, because you might uh, like, well, like the Epics example, they put the first three episodes of Get Shorty out on their website that, you know, you don't have to sign up or anything for anything. To, you could just click play and and watch the first three episodes. Uh, well, the first episode of this is available on the DirecTV website for anyone to watch. Yeah. The, and, uh, and so they do that type of stuff. And then 
you go, but I... <laughs> Do I want to get hooked and yeah. not be able to watch? Yeah, so so this is more of a sort of like, uh, it's good, but it's not change your cable package or buy direct TV, you know, to get it good, you know, type of thing. But I, I quite like the, the first episode, like you said, the way it sets things up. Uh, I think it does, uh, while it might be a, a little slow, it's it's good at giving you enough of all the different characters so that you've, you're introduced to the main, you know, all the main players uh, in the first episode. Uh, and And then also... They don't leave you. They don't leave you guessing as to who. You see both the cat and the mouse, you know, in this, uh, yeah. you know, in this type of scenario, and uh, and the way that it ends with that, that like creepy, smirky smile on his face as he's down the street in the ice cream truck, uh, you know, watching the cop in the, on his front lawn, uh, and then just like snaps back into this like happy-go-lucky ice cream man and talking to all the kids uh you know and, and and selling them ice cream it's it's very creepy uh and uh so yeah i i quite liked it i uh i hope for my sake that they keep putting the show out on the screener site so that i can watch it <laughs> and but if you have uh AT&T Uverse or DirecTV i i definitely uh, recommend it if you like the sort of uh you know the thriller you know psychological thriller type of tinged with a little horror or whatever you know Stephen King's type stuff this is a good version of it and it it plays out like something on a you know pace wise of like a broad church or or something like that so yeah it definitely had that type of like small town like investigation type of feeling to it. But also a continuing, you know, like a continuing case with him starting to go back and look into uh, the Mercedes killers case that was never solved. And, uh, you know, so it's an ongoing thing. It's not, you know, yeah, it's not a case of the it's week. It's not a case. Like. Either, that's the, that's the thing that's driving the, uh, the story each week. So, so yeah, that's Mr. Mercedes. And uh, we'll move on to the next show on the list, which is Hooten and the Lady, Season 1, Episode 5, Ethiopia. And it's one that I was – I did watch the first episode. It was, you know, fun enough in that cheesy sort of uh, – I don't know. It felt like um, – Like a 90s type of – Well, yeah, but like in the vein of <clears> – I mean, not that – style of thing exactly but in the vein of uh oh gosh why am i romancing the stone well that's the type of story that they're telling but no in uh, the tv wise in the like saturday afternoon uh syndicated you know yes, type of yeah. show you know like a xena or hercules you know style on that sort of budget you know type of thing where uh and uh that's what it felt like to be is something that would have you know wasn't necessarily associated with some network but it was on one of your local stations on a Saturday or or Sunday afternoon or something uh, that's the sort of uh, you know sort of throwback feel that it had had to it uh, and I had had the episodes uh, building up on the DVR and then they announced that the, the show wasn't going to be back for another season so I just deleted them but uh, you're both watching is it worth would it have been worth uh, continuing on uh, to watch them, Ray? I mean, I don't really know how to answer this. Like, if you weren't <laughs> into it, then no. So I'm watching it because the show is basically made for me. Like, I don't, you all must be watching it, but it was made personally for me. <laughs> <laughs> because this is exactly, like, my kind of weird kink I guess kink isn't the right word but like I love like Romance of the Stone I love Alan Cordman and the Lost City of Gold um, yeah all of these kind of movies that were made like this this is just like the kind of 
thing I would enjoy. I could do without the fiance part of it, but other than that, it I just I mean, it's not like they're not like amazing <laughs> in the roles. I enjoy them, but um yeah. it's not like it's amazing writing or anything, yeah. but Seen I enjoy them both like, in better things. <laughs> Yeah, sure, but I just enjoy the I enjoy the camp of it. I enjoy the um, the goofiness of it. But in general, like that setup, and the bickering back I've and forth, always... and the... they don't they don't bicker as much in the in the future episodes. They seem to get along much better after the the pilot. Yeah, it's more just like snarky exchanges at that point. Um, but I, I agree with you about the fiance though. He makes no sense. Like I don't even know why he's still with her. Like she just leaves all the time and doesn't even tell her where he's going where she's going. And he's like I'm waiting for the cake testing and things and she's not even there and like it just seems weird that she has this fiance that she doesn't really even seem to care about. Oh uh, I mean it looks like she cares about him. She's just really into her work so um, but yeah, I don't really under, I, I guess what I mean is like, I like the guy. So that's why I feel bad. Like I, <laughs> it's not like he's not likable, which I guess is a good thing, but it's also like, it's a pointless thing. Like we didn't really need that extra conflict. Like it's just a silly, I understand. It's just a typical, like putting a third party there so that you can have a triangle so that you can have some tension on it. But I don't think it was necessary. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just in general, I like the setup. I mean, I've, I guess I've always kind of liked the – he's not an archaeologist, but – and she's not really an archaeologist, but that kind of setup where you're – I like history a lot. <laughs> I like people who are going out and discovering historical things. So I like the – the whatever. I can't even – you know what I mean? Just the that little setup locations and the puzzles and things that they have to like the librarians like the, yeah. and yeah, yeah, like that. Like I like all of those type of things where you have like you have the smart people who are out doing the digging in the doing adventure type stuff, not digging in the mud, but doing adventures. Um, like I just enjoy those kind of setups, which obviously is why I love the librarians just as much too. So, I can totally see why it doesn't. It's it is not. I think you're right, Jason, in that it's not something it's not something you see very much these days, and it does feel like a throwback in that regard. Um, and I can see why it's not making it because of that. Like, I don't think the people who would be watching this show are people who typically watch the CW, especially people who watch the CW in the summer. <laughs> so I think if they really had wanted it to survive somewhere, this was not the channel and the place to do it, but... But I think it does make a good summer series. It it feels like a fun summer show, not necessarily something. Yeah, I during agree. The and it can be a shorter season that way. And I mean, this this aired a year ago in the UK, so it's not a surprise that if it took a, a year to finally air here, that that it wasn't picked up. Like. Right. If they were going to pick it up, they would have made more episodes a long time ago. And maybe it doesn't really fit with UK audiences and we're like the second second audience to, to get it. Maybe. I mean, it does seem more like it would fit with the um, the mentality of the UK more than the US anyway. I don't know doesn't matter. I just enjoy the show because, again, they're making it personally for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it's just like – that, 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 that clearly was the problem. <laughs> well, yes. They honed in on, on a very thin market there of, of one and uh, so – and the, the one person who's watching it is not watching it on. <laughs> I mean, I am using the CW's app, so I am forced to watch their commercials, but. <laughs> but they got 100% of their demographic. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, they did, they did hit their target, their target demo. Like, uh, so, yeah, but apparently those. Uh, those I don't uh, make enough money for it. Yeah, apparently those uh, five Tide ads and, uh, <laughs> and whatever else they're playing in the. Uh... Mostly for other CW shows. Yeah. <laughs> Which I already watched, so you don't need to advertise those to me. Well, that's the problem. They're definitely losing out there. <laughs> they're like, uh, all right. 
So that's Hooten and the Lady. We move on to the uh, next show on the list, uh, which is Orphan Black, Season 5, Episode 10, To Right the Wrongs of Many, the series finale. And uh, so, Kyle, what did you think of the final season and how things ended? I thought they did a, a decent job with this finale. I, I mean, they seem to have rushed through getting the whole um, clone story wrapped up, like, in the first 15 minutes so that they could have fun in, like, the second half. Because, like, first they knock out one person, this person gets stabbed, that person gets stabbed, where, like, you, I would have expected this to be a much more drawn-out, like, battle at the end. But they quickly moved... Uh, move through that so then we could get like of course they gotta have a scene with a whole bunch of clones like sitting next to each other having conversation because those are the type of things we all enjoy and then like one it, it like I did have one moment where it hit me like when she's delivering the baby I'm like wait a minute that's the same actress in both of these parts <laughs> like like delivering this baby because like I just don't even think about it anymore it's like like you just think of them as like separate characters I mean when they started to do the the scene later on with the four of them sitting down then I'm looking and watching and I'm like I right, okay what are they gonna do now to make these four people interact with each other so I was watching that more closely but when I wasn't thinking about it like for that birth scene then it was like wow this is really uh, amazing how they're able to do this but oh, yeah overall I think it, it was a good um, good finale I liked how they worked in the whole title because which seemed to make no sense whatsoever they sort of worked in a explanation for that uh, by the end how about you Ray um I actually really loved that they <laughs> it is unusual to rush through the the uh, the end of your story and then just to spend it like relaxing with the characters. Um, but I actually really liked it because at the at this point in the story, I care more about the characters and what's going on with the characters than I do about the convoluted clone conspiracy theory, whatever story. like I got so kind of lost in even what was going on anymore um i mean i understand what was going on but you know what i mean like it's just changed so many times and gone through so many different things that at some point i was i lost the motivation of those people anyway um yeah so I didn't a lot of it care was about... them just bringing a character back so they could kill them off at some point <laughs> yeah and i mean like i guess in the end it was at least they had like a a simple explanation for why the old, the whole thing happened. I'm not sure if it satisfied the previous all of the previous seasons of what was going on, but um, generally speaking, I was just happy in the sense of at least we got through all of that, and then we did get to spend time getting to see like we had spent a lot of time with these characters while they were still constantly under the state of being chased or being watched or whatever. So it felt nice to spend almost the entire episode with them not being in that and to kind of see the, the acknowledgement of just because we solved that they're not suddenly happy go lucky. Like they still have things going on in their lives that, you know what I mean? Like they struggle with um, and some acknowledgement of that. And I just liked them truly being sisters, like in the moment when they're sitting around the fire being sisters and like kind of admitting like, no, we're not perfect. <laughs> like things aren't great now because of this ended. Um, you know, we're now we're kind of being normal human beings, which was kind of nice to see them as normal human beings, even though we know some of those people right there are not <laughs> normal. Um, I mean, I guess none of them are normal, but you know what I mean. Anyway, some it was really normal nice to see than others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it was kind of nice to see that. It was nice to see how they had kind of all settled into their different things. It was nice to have Sarah have a moment to because she didn't really get to have her grieving moment um, about Siobhan. So it was kind of nice to actually get that. Like she gets to have that moment where she acknowledges that it's hard to live in the house where she has to come in every day. Like she uses, um, why am I blanking on her daughter's name right now? Kira. Kira. She uses Kira as the reason like this, she has to be in this house where her grandmother was killed, but really it's herself who's having the trouble of, constantly being in the home where her mother was shot. Yeah, well, um, she found her. Yeah. Correct. 
So I liked that we got to see that, like she got to actually have that moment where she hasn't up until now because she's been so concentrated on either ending the other stuff or dealing with um, Kira and everything else that was going on. So it was nice to see that some closure there. So I actually liked that they really kind of spent the time with the characters that I guess I sometimes wish for in other series. And I don't even know that I wished for it, but I do kind of sometimes wish for that in other series. And instead here we got it. Like, so it was kind of a nice acknowledgement of you've been with us for a long time. And yes, to do the things like have them all together. Um, I concur about the birth scene. Cause I was commenting on it as I was watching it. I was like, this, this scene must've taken forever to film. <laughs> Cause I don't know how you were doing all of this in this scene and that kind of stuff. And in some ways I like that they truly killed off people. <laughs> So it really is like an ending to like, we don't have to worry about those people coming back and, and not that they would have come back, but you know what I mean? Like, it's nice to see an actual closure for them on that. So we don't, if you think about the story ahead of stuff, you don't think, yeah, they're never really going to get out of this if those people are still around. Because so many of those people that you thought, you know, were potentially dead, you know, one that you thought had, you know, been blown up. You know, one that Rachel stabbed and you figured, you know, they could have just let her die. But no, they brought her back so that they could, you know, kill her later. Right. Uh, they they brought back the one other, you know, male clone that was out there uh, just so that they could end up killing him off because uh, they didn't, you know, need any of them anymore. And, uh, you know, all of these things. It It was... I thought it was well done in that they did, like, bring back these other characters, and then they brought back a few others in flashback, uh, you know, in the you know in the final episodes and stuff with the, you know, seeing uh, Helena, you know, right. as, as a kid, and, uh, you know, the guy that, you know, that took her and raised her to be the killer, uh, things like that, they... They brought some of those back and then they brought other, you know, other characters back again, like, you know, Ferdinand and then, but they, you know, they killed him off. They killed off, you know, you know, the old guy that wasn't really that old. Uh, they killed off all the other doctors that were a part of it and all, and all kinds of side uh, characters. So that, yeah, like you said, it really was a wrap up of, of wrap ups where you could have, you're not left with. But, you know, did, you know, does so-and-so or some, you know, something else, you know, uh, have access to the information? Because they also put all the information out, uh, you know, so it's of, of uh, all the the money laundering and all the things. So it just it just killed off just tons of stuff uh, yeah. and uh, and made it so that they were now just dealing with the aftermath of having dealt with all that stuff and, you know, trying to, you know, now live, you know, quote unquote, normal lives. Uh, and it was, it was good. I liked, I liked it too, that they, you got a chance after all this time with all this conspiracies and all this stuff uh, that like when it got to like the first commercial break or the, or really, or whatever it was, I just remember one time I started to go to commercial and I went to fast forward and I was like, holy crap, there's a lot of time left in the episode. And we've basically we we've killed everybody off and sent out all the information. Like it's all it's all wrapped up. Like it's all done. Uh and and then you're like, wow, what's what's it gonna be? And so we got, you know, sort of that a long period of time instead of instead of one of those, you know, like three minute codas at the end of a of a series that sort of like flashes forward or something like that, or uh, that gives you a little glimpse of what has happened with people like past whatever the big conspiracy was that the series was wrapped around. And so I, I actually, I actually quite liked it as well. It also made it, you know, very fan servicey, but you know, people that had watched it for five seasons deserved a little fan service, you know, deserved a a, a, a scene with all of the clones, uh, you know, and multiple, multiple scenes, uh, right. because especially at the beginning of the season, 
a lot of that stuff was all them, you know, Skyping each other and things like that. If they were, uh, there wasn't a lot of interaction between uh, the actual clones. Uh, I wanted to see a scene of all all 274 of them together. That would have been amazing. (laughs) No, I just wanted to see Crystal show up to the party (laughs) and have her head explode as to what's really been going on. Uh, But even like that, we got we got a chance to, uh, you know, bring back. A character like Crystal, we got, you know, mention of some others and even a chance to do for her to do one more, you know, with the they went to what was it, Brazil or whatever. And uh, and so, that you know, they threw in a, a a lot of stuff in that last uh, bit of time to be able to uh, give closure to the overall conspiracy story and then give you some time with each of the characters and then all of them together, I thought worked really well as, uh, as a finale. I didn't need, I would, I think I probably would have been, would have liked it less. Like if all of that stuff would have happened, like if it had been drawn out and then all of that stuff would have happened in the last few minutes. Uh, And then you would have just got like brief glimpses of what their lives were after that or something like that. You got a chance to actually, for almost an episode, you know, see what it was like to finally, even though they'd lost a lot of people along the way to see what it was like to finally have accomplished getting out from underneath the, the whole clone conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. All right. So that's orphan black and we'll move on to the last show on the list. Game of Thrones, uh, season seven, episode five, East watch. And uh, Ray, what what do you think about Game of Thrones so far this season? I mean, I'm loving this season. This episode could only be a little anticlimactic after last week's episode. After after a a giant battle with the dragons burning people alive and whatnot. We got some of that. Um, We did get some of that. (laughs) But... um, I didn't feel quite as righteous as it did last week <laughs> when we got this week. Uh, I mean, she did give them a choice and they did make a choice. So, you know, um, I'll give her all that. We, I agree with her a little bit there. All they had to do was kneel. Like, so simple. Yeah, I mean, so here, I do, I do feel like when you say I gave them a choice and it's like, no, you didn't really give them a choice. <laughs> you gave them an impossible choice. So yeah. that's not really. But they could have just knelt. And then figured out what to do later. Like, pretend, oh, yeah, we agree with you. Save yourself, because if you're a pile of ashes, you're not going to be able to do anything anyway. So you might as well just kneel and then figure out later what you're going to do. Like the rest of them did as soon as yes. they <laughs> what their option was. Yeah. Um, I didn't love, like, I guess it was fine, except that I thought it was kind of funny for all the people who last week were like, did Jamie survive? And I was like, is there any question that Jamie survived? Like, they wouldn't kill Jamie in that way. <laughs> but um, I didn't love, like, the way they resolved that right there because I was like, how did they even get that far downstream? And how is it nobody was getting in the water to look for them? Because really? Um, like, he's the biggest catch there in this battle. <laughs> I don't understand why you would just let them go downstream and not – like they were pretty far downstream as though they got that far. Like, that doesn't really make much sense to me. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe they thought that, uh, they had burnt up or something. I don't know. Uh, but, but yeah, cause they, cause he, he also like floats to the bottom with all the armor on and then somehow is able to be drug quite right? a distance away and not have taken any of the armor off to do so. Uh, and I'm, yeah, like, it's... I'm like, I know this is a fantasy world, but, you know, <laughs> there are some things that still just don't. In case of a water landing, your <laughs> armor may be used as a flotation device. <laughs> he was able to escape. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah. I, so that was I a little know. much. I mean, it would have worked better, like, if he would have drug him back up. And he had not – he didn't have all that armor on or something. Well, I guess it was the – they wanted that dramatic 
shot of him to end the last episode, but yeah. they shouldn't have done that because that's what <laughs> catches your eye. Like, what? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, especially like, if, if you'd seen him like pulling him, then it would be one thing where, okay, I see he's going to swim away, but that's yeah. not what that looked like <laughs> at all. Yeah, he's Whatever. just like he's just like floating down, and you're like also. Also, when they're like, uh, you can go back up river or whatever, and you're like, wait, that was a really deep river. <laughs> like, that was, I don't know. It was one of those moments that had you, it took you out of it for a moment because it made you start thinking about other things. And uh, and yeah, that was one of those where the sort of dramatic shot of, is, did he actually, you know, die, even though it looked like he was saved, you know, type of thing. Right. Where, where, like you said, Ray, if if at any time he does die before the end of this, he's not going to go out like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're gonna see, we're gonna know that he's dead. Like that's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I actually had a moment of regret last week. Like I kind of wanted them to kill him. I don't want him to die, but <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about him at the moment. But it's not like I really wanted him to die last week. It would have been too soon, probably. But it was a moment where I was like. If these guys really were like George R. R. Martin, he would have died right here. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> there should have been way more death right here, and it should have been at least one of the characters we actually really, like, maybe root for. Um, but anyway. I, I would next. assume we'll still get some major death before the end of the this season is done. they got to do something. Yeah, like, there's too many situations where people are being put in a situation where they might die. So, um, I don't know. Uh, other than that, I mean, I liked a lot of this episode. I feel, I guess it's just showing us that despite all of her, all that she's learned, Arya is still susceptible to (laughs) a more skilled manipulator than her. Um, I don't want to see her fall for little fingers. (laughs) Scheme. I wanted to see him gone. Like, I do want to see him gone. I can't remember if he's on her list or not. <laughs> I would like to see him gone, but I'm also I just worry about her falling for his scheme. So I hope that I hope that that's not what we're going to see. But um, and what else would I? So we almost had confirmation there, or should we count it as confirmation that? Uh, Jon Snow might not be a bastard. Um, With the annulment thing? Yeah. It's kind of funny. I think it's funny. <laughs> I anticipate a good friend of mine and I watch the show and talk about it. We don't watch it together. but And I anticipate him complaining about this scene because he's already annoyed about Sam and the scenes when we spend time with Sam because we're not learning much, whatever. Um, but I do find it kind of funny where, like, I think this is typical. Like, we as an audience know a lot more information, and we want to know certain things. So, of course, we care about what she's saying because we understand the significance of it. But I also understand why Sam is just like, yeah, that's not important. Like, I don't care about that information. <laughs> so he kind of cuts her off before we find out what it is. Yeah. But it's also stuff like... Doesn't Bran know a ton more stuff? <laughs> like, shouldn't well, no, he Bran be knows sharing? It, but... You know, I don't know. Some of that type of stuff. Uh, I, I, I still, I still laugh at the somebody put together uh, some graphic or whatever uh, from in, you know, a couple episodes ago when, or whenever it was that he showed back up and he's talking with Sansa, and it was it was like this list of like. You know, like four. Well, it was like four choices. It was like you know, tell her that such you know such and such is is you know is the case, or tell her about you know, uh, you know John Snow or something like that, or uh, something else. And and then like D was like reminder of the worst moment of her life, like (laughs) that that she was raped, and you're just like yeah. Like he's got all this information, and that's the story he drops on. Well, I will say this because we even get kind of confirmation of it last week, where he kind of admits that he's not really Bran anymore. Like I see it as like the three-eyed Raven doesn't actually care about the human <laughs> drama and the human, like the it's almost like you puny humans and your like little problems kind of thing. Like I kind of see it like that that he he's 
he looks at things that way and filters information that way. So he doesn't, um, kind of has problems communicating with <laughs> humans anymore and sharing information in that way. It's my way of hand waving it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, they did do that in this episode when, you know, he's, uh, I, that was this episode, wasn't it? Was it this episode or the previous episode where he was talking with Littlefinger? That, that was, was a previous, previous episode. Yeah, the previous episode. So, yeah, you get that, yeah, where he kind of acknowledges or there's sort of an acknowledgement that he's not, you know, he's not Brandon Stark really anymore. Uh, but it still seems like even if not, there would be other things that he would say in certain situations as opposed to... Uh, I did like with Arya though, where uh, you know, giving her the the dagger, and he's like, "What is a you know a cripple going to do?" Besides, you know, she's still got people on her list or whatever. And then Sansa was like, "Oh, wait, That's, <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't joking. That's an actual uh, who's all on your list? Uh, they're most of them are dead so far." <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm still enjoying it. I like, I like where we have, uh, things. I'm also, I'm also really liking the amount of, uh, I mean, I guess time is actually passing, although some places it doesn't seem like time's passed that much while other places it seems like more time has passed. Uh, but it's I a Penny's like, boat thing, man. But I do like their ability to get like anywhere really fast. Well, it's like it's <laughs> almost comical. Like the way that Tyrion suddenly gets to that shore in like a split second just seemed ridiculous. But and then or you know, how they got where they were, they got literally in the boat, and the next second they're basically in the the on the wall. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least there they had a full ship. You, know, like you could see the ship. They took a ship, uh, but and you know that you know that time has passed there. But the way the story's being told, in some respects, things that are happening while they might be happening over time, some of those things feel weird. That you're just like, you know, like yeah. Once Arya found out, it took her a little time to get you know, back home. Uh, and it took her a ridiculous amount of time, given that John left and got to where he was going <laughs> yeah. and she still wasn't there. <laughs> uh, but then as, but then it doesn't feel like, like in the story that we're watching now, it doesn't feel like she's been there for a really long time. Like she's been there a little while you can see that yeah. things that have, you know, that some time has passed, but it doesn't feel like she's been there as long as, say, you know, like John and them leaving at the end and how long it would take them to get to the wall. Uh, which I suppose, uh-huh. I, I guess by by ship, maybe uh, faster. So that's the, the, the traveling thing is the thing that I've been doing my own hand waving just because it speeds up the story so much for them to be able to just get. And not the worry pace about... seems so much faster this season than the past seasons because of that, because yeah. they're moving so quickly from and place to place. And then not have to worry about necessarily matching up the time frames in other places. Like, Except things have ha- those things have happened in those other places. That's where I get a little – that's where it starts to bother me. I do basically hand wave it and kind of ignore it because I can't fixate it on too much or I'll just lose my mind. But <laughs> – well, because if like Cersei is pregnant again, like if people go and travel, you're going to have nine months pass in no time. Yet somehow she has not progressed in that pregnancy at all. Good point. That's when really... leave. <laughs> um, but not just that, like because like we see the the maesters acknowledge that they know about what happened to Sam's dad and brother. And that literally just happened like two scenes ago. And yet I felt, I've always felt like Sam's story is a little timing wise is a little off from the rest of the stories, but he definitely sent information to John and John got it and acted on it very quickly. And then, (laughs) and then his, 
when we're seeing the story as we're seeing it now, they know about his brother and his dad, and that literally just happened. Like, I'm not even sure how any information got to them that quickly because who knew about it enough to get it to the maesters, but whatever. Um, and that's what I mean by it's when those little and things. Ravens that are getting I a lot of workout, man. <laughs> I guess so. When yeah. I. When I think about those two things too much, I start to get annoyed. Well, they so I have to opted, mostly let it go. Yes, they've all opted for the next day Raven service. So it's overnight. The, the White Walkers seem to be the only ones that seem to be traveling on normal time. Everyone right? else is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, I just said that the other day where I was like, so my problem with the White Walker thing is that they always show them like in this gigantic mass that's moving. Like, like if you picture an anthill, that's what it looks like to me. Like they're just like – overtaking wherever they go and they're just filling that space really quickly. I'm like, and I understand why they want to show you that because they want it to be an ominous threat and they're coming. I'm like, however, it feels odd to me that they're coming so slowly when it seems like they're so close to the wall <laughs> that they haven't already made it to the wall and are trying to get over the wall given that the how fast they appear to be moving in these scenes where we see them. And yet, given all the travel that's going on elsewhere, they surely would be already at the wall, past the wall, Yes, well, it would be a boot point. Yeah. Everybody would know that they're invading, so John wouldn't have to convince anybody that they exist. Well, apparently that's the uh, that's the one flaw of the White Walker is they're slow. <laughs> they're just yeah, but they don't appear yeah, to know. be slow. What we see? Yeah, like when they're in like when they're in battle and when they're going along. Yeah, they don't uh, they don't seem to be slow. Yeah, but th that is true. Like it does seem like, especially like when they, you know, they fought them. I mean, if they catch up with them next week after they've just left the wall, <laughs> I'm going to be a little concerned about how far they are from the wall and how quickly they surely should be taking over the wall. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm not sure. It, that's the that's the type of things that uh, that does bother me with the show. While I like that that things have sped up, I like that more characters are together. Uh, I like that other characters that we haven't seen. You know, like uh, Daenerys and Jon Snow interact, uh, and and things like that. But it's starting to mess with my head because we've watched six seasons where they seem to, uh, whether they cared about it or not, it was a thing. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, a story might start, and then it would be, you know, a few episodes later that they arrive someplace and lots and you'd see lots of time pass. And and right. now. Now I get that the time passes and I think some of the things like sending the Raven and the Maesters knowing about something shows that time has passed there, you know, for for that storyline and some of those things. But then when you're watching the actual storylines take place in each of those places, it doesn't feel like that much time has passed agreed yeah i think they could do something they could have a throwaway line they could do something to show that time is still passing in those locations where we don't see it doesn't appear time has passed yeah like it doesn't feel like Arya has been back home for weeks but clearly would have to have been you know by now you know yeah and so it's it's things like that that uh I, d I did like the return of, of Gendry and the internet service line of, oh, were you – I thought you were still rowing out there because that was the internet theory of what he's been up to all this time for these these seasons. I liked that as well. And I just liked his interaction with John. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed <laughs> that he went with John so he's not back at – he's not managing to meet up with Arya. But, I mean, I'm sure that'll happen eventually, but that's another reunion I'd like to see happen. Now I'll get to probably see them both together because the mountain is also with, not the mountain, the, yeah. Hound. The hound, thank you. <laughs> like, that's not right. <laughs> um, the hound is with Gentry, so <laughs> maybe I'll get to see both of those people coming together with Arya at some point here in the future. I mean, we only have, what, two episodes left this yeah, season? Yeah, of the season, yeah. Hmm. And then, and then six more after that. At some point, I'm gonna do a little future predicting. Do we think the 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 ender of the season will be the White Walkers at the Wall? 
because they're awfully freaking close. They, they got to be right. They should be. <laughs> Maybe they just are good at directions. Like they've just been wandering around in circles or something. Um, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, the preview of of the next episode seemed to seem to be that John and his group come in contact with them. Right. So I don't know. I guess one episode after that, I suppose if they it shows if they're running exactly back to the wall, are they planning to capture just one of these guys when they're going to come upon all of them in this gigantic? Yeah, I know. I, I'm not sure they give a lot of thought to their planning on well, these things. Yeah. Well, John mentioned that there was the first time he saw one or whatever it was had been captured or separated from, but it would have been. Like, that tells you that it's possible, but it would have been nice if there was somebody in the group that – or that uh, he could come across or add to them that uh, knew how that happened, you know, like – Right, or even come up with a plan for how you would plan to do it. Like, well, after you get those guys out of jail at the wall, maybe you guys could have all had a conversation about what you <laughs> think you're going to do. Maybe Separate. that's what they did on the boat ride, and we just didn't see it. Ugh, maybe. I assume he <laughs> they brought had to some talk of about his... something on the boat ride. <laughs> <laughs> I assume he brought some of his weapons. Like he actually didn't just mine that and not make any weapons, because that would be pretty stupid to go on this trek without any. I mean, I don't know, because he well, wasn't planning to go on this trek until last minute. Yeah, I don't know what. And then they, they immediately brought. packed up and left. So yeah. I don't know what they brought or could have milled or anything from that. But I mean, he does have his sword. So I know, but it would. It Kyle is right. It would be stupid that he wouldn't, in some way, bring some, like, arm the other people. Even if they just brought the dragon glass, man, just bring that. Just bring it. Like, to- why wouldn't you arm the people? Why wouldn't you say, "Hey, how about we take one of the dragons"? Because, you know, they can't, like, they don't good, do good with fire. So how about we take a dragon with us? <laughs> I'm just saying, I feel like there could have been a little bit more planning. I don't think she would have gone for taking a dragon. But it would have been nice if he had, like, said it. And then she had said, yeah, no, that's not happening. I did, for the record, like the scene where, and I think it obviously was hinting at what we then find out later. And we'll find out in more detail later even more, I think, is that he is clearly... <laughs> he's got a little bit of kinship with the dragons as well but I liked the scene with John um, greeting Drogon or whatever he did petting Drogon yeah yeah that was that was that was actually a I mean that was a good scene just because it looked really good like uh, like that that looked pretty real so they've Definitely do a good job with the with the special effects. Amazing uh, how they got Tatiana on Game of Thrones, like another character. <laughs> What'd you say? It's amazing how they got Tatiana on uh, Game of Thrones, playing yet another character. Uh, I would actually love to see her on, dry, on Game of Thrones. <laughs> anyway. All right, so uh, that's Game of Thrones. We got... A couple more episodes to see uh, how how much faster they can continue to get around and uh, where things go. And uh, we'll move on to the uh, last segment of the podcast, some TV recommendations. I don't know. I don't particularly have recommendation-wise. I'd recommend Mr. Mercedes if you have access to it. Uh, I'd, I'd recommend that. But other than that, I don't really have uh, anything that I've seen recently or whatever to recommend. But uh, you do, Kyle. What was your recommendation? So this past weekend, uh, Disney XD aired a marathon, 24 hours of the, just on repeat of the new DuckTales show. They aired the one-hour pilot for it. 
And so I, I checked that out and I really enjoyed it. I was a big fan of the original show and this had a similar feeling to it, but it also has like a newer animation style, slightly newer that if you've seen like the Mickey cartoons that they are on Disney, like the newer ones now, it kind of looks like that. It looks like a mix of like sort of retro, almost like uh, comic strip looking type of animation style, but uh, it's got the new show has a has a great uh, cast uh, voice cast, uh, including David Tennant doing uh, uh, Scrooge McDuck and uh, a bunch of other recognizable people doing like Huey, Dewey, Louie and uh, some of the other characters. But I, I really enjoyed the show. Uh, it doesn't actually count, uh, premiere until September 23rd, but. I'm not sure. I assume that, that this uh, one-hour premiere will probably be available on demand or other things if you didn't catch it on their 24 airings on Saturday. Yeah, it'll probably but, uh, play... I would assume it would probably play multiple times between now and then, too, so... Yeah. Sadly, that is a premium channel. Because <laughs> I tried to watch it at my mom's, and she does not have Disney XD. <laughs> So I was a little disappointed. Uh, the trials Which means I also of can't... a cord cutter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, not just a cord cutter, because I'm not sure I would have had that channel either, because if she doesn't have it, she has all the channels I would normally have had. So I you, think wouldn't I, have, it, you wouldn't package, have sprung for the yeah. extra level to have a Disney XD and all the Probably other not. all the other children's channels? Because <laughs> as you might know, I don't have children, so no... Um, however, I'm hoping it will be somewhere eventually that I can watch it because I also loved the previous DuckTales and I've been excited about uh, the voices involved in this DuckTales. So. And I've heard good things. Yeah, well, maybe something like this will be part of whatever the Disney streaming service thing is going to be. Maybe. Probably will be. Yeah. <laughs> speaking speaking of another streaming that? service coming. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, Ray, what is uh, well? I thought it was appropriate because we were talking about the series finale of Orphan Black to let people know that uh, as we're recording this, it's not out yet, but it comes out August fifteenth. Um, there's a new book called the Orphan Black Classified Clone Reports. Um, I obviously have not read it, but it looks kind of cool. Where it has a lot of information about the different clones. It has a lot of um, cool photos in it that I I have not previously seen. I don't really go look at a lot of orphan black photos online, but um, I thought they were kind of cool. Um, so I just wanted to recommend that for anybody who is a big orphan black fan and is interested in um, reading that kind of stuff that kind of gives you all the low down on the, the people. It supposedly has like classified information from, um, Oh my God, I just blanked on the name of the company that Rachel was running from dyad. Dyad, Thank you. <laughs> Um. So you know, if show, you like me, yeah, the show's <laughs> over. Ray's forgotten all about it now. <laughs> on to on to bigger and better things. <laughs> That's not really what it is, but anyway, um, if you like me, were a little confused about things going on. I feel like the book might actually clarify some of that stuff. But um, at least go check it out in the bookstore. You may not want to buy it, but go like. This is bad that I'm recommending this. But go flip <laughs> through it at the bookstore. <laughs> Well, that's one way to uh, see if it's a uh, if it's worth having it as part of your you know true like your collection or whatever. So you're anyway. saying it's probably not worth me looking for the audiobook of it. Uh, it does not appear to have an audiobook. It does have a listing for a Kindle book, but I can't imagine like it's all like photos and things like that. So it feels like what you would want to see about it is yeah. the way they the well, design you, of. Yeah, you definitely need a Kindle Fire or something. Yeah, like I feel like you, as you wouldn't to want to read it as reader. like a book book. Anyway, but it just looked cool to me, so I just felt like I should recommend that to folks that are big fans of Orphan Black. All right. And with that, you can uh, find uh, links uh, to all of those uh, with uh, more information as well as uh, the news stories we talked about and also where you can find all three of us online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 379. And uh, on the next episode, I'll be in Anaheim at the Podcast Movement Podcasting Conference. And uh, the plan as of now is to find 
other TV podcasters and stuff and talk about a few different shows uh, with them. Another in-person uh, recording, uh, which will make for the uh, third one uh, this year. So kind of fun. Uh, show will probably be a little bit different format uh, than uh, than like this episode. Uh, but uh, <laughs> with... Because I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to do it, but probably going to have multiple people on. You know, it might be me and somebody else. Uh, I don't know if I end up getting people in pairs, talking to them one on one. Uh, so, just saying, it'll it might be you know like TV times ten, you know, like next week uh, or on the next episode. So, uh, you can look forward to that. Also, if I ever get the episodes out. Uh, that I already have <laughs> ready to go. So uh, that'll do it for uh, episode 379. Thank you, uh, Kyle for Ray and Ray for uh, talking some TV with me. Problem. That'll do it Did for Kyle. Uh, die? I <laughs> know. Uh, I'm still here. Sorry. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs>